everybody, this is Hub, and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Teen Titan Wasteland. Hope you're enjoying your day. I'm having a nice one. So, every few years or so, I like to make this joke that I made up on the internet. And I do this because I don't feel it's ever really gotten the attention that it deserves. So I figure I'll give it another try. And maybe you can, you know, share it and it will go viral, because I think it's a really solid joke. Hey... Did you hear about that new TV show where a magical barrel maker narrates famous executions throughout history? It's called Hangings with Mystic Cooper. Ha! Delightful. Oh my. I'm going to give you a second to stitch up your sides from where they've just split from laughing so hard. And then we'll move on. I think that should be enough time. Today's synopsis rhyme is submitted by Brad Reed. Be like the Titans. Go on and eavesdrop this. Listen real close to this secret synopsis. Thanks, Brad. Teen Titans number 51, November 1977. Written by Bob Rosakis. Drotted by Don Heck. With inks by Frank Chiarmonte. Teen Titans East, Teen Titans West, and never the teens shall meet. The punctuation in that's a little bit weird. After the word never, there's a question mark in parentheses, but then at the end of the teen show meet, there's an exclamation point. So, a little tough to pronounce. Teen Titans Roll Call. Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Speedy, Guardian, The Harlequin, Bumblebee, Lilith, The Hawk, The Dove, Beast Boy, Batgirl, Golden Eagle, and... Gnark! Previously in Teen Titans... While Aqualad is in Atlantis recovering from a mysterious malady, the other Titans run afoul of a costumed creep who, judging from his logo, is a Coco Chanel enthusiast named Captain Calamity. Calamity uses his two pistols that fire rays of bad luck that definitely aren't hex bolts to make a train start floating so that he can rob its passengers. Meanwhile, in California, Hawk, Golden Eagle, Beast Boy, and Bat-Girl team up to rescue the seamen aboard an aircraft carrier that suddenly started floating in the air. Once Beast Boy drags the ship down to the ocean, Lilith and Dove show up to say, Hello, we are also in California. Lilith informs the other assembled heroes that she knew the ship was going to go airborne because of her psychicness. Great work, Lilith. That was super helpful. Back on Long Island, an airplane is about to crash, but instead burrows deep into the ground. When the Titans show up to help evacuate the plane, they are again confronted by Captain Calamity, who threatens that unless the teens surrender, he will cause a cave-in that will bury all the passengers. What a douche. How will the Titans get out of this calamitous conundrum? Will more vehicles start going where they aren't supposed to go? Can Aqualad recover from his undiagnosed disease? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, so in order, by using a combination of punches, kicks, and bubblegum, of course they will, and you know what? Fuck you, Bob Rosakis. Sorry. (sighs) Out on the left coast, Golden Eagle, Lilith, Beast Boy, Bat-Girl, and Hawk and Dove decide to get together and try to figure out what the fuck just happened with the flying aircraft carrier. Not having a secret discotheque headquarters, they go to an In-N-Out burger to have their discussion. Well, technically the comic doesn't specify which fast food place they're in, but come on, they're in California. They aren't idiots. Well, except for Hawk. And I bet Beast Boy thinks it's hilarious to order his double-double animal style. So, they're at an In-N-Out burger. Lilith informs her new super buddies that whoever's behind the flying boat did it because they want this West Coast group of heroes to assemble. So it's a trap. And if working with the Titans taught Lilith anything, it's that the best way to deal with traps is to walk right into them and do exactly what the trap setter wants you to do. Also, she's getting a premonition that soon a skyscraper is going to blast off like a rocket. 
Beast Boy and Hawk are skeptical as to Lilith's powers and take off. Really? I mean, I get Beast Boy's reaction. He's never worked with Lilith before. And I totally knew that that thing that just happened was going to happen is a pretty unconvincing pitch. But Hawk has worked with Lilith before, and not to know that her superpower to provide exposition is almost always on point. On the other hand, Hawk is an idiot. I bet he wanted to go to Arby's. Meanwhile, some creepy old dude named Mr. Esper is bragging to himself about the fact that he's the one responsible for all the floating-slash-burrowing-related disasters lately. He is? I thought Captain Calamity was doing at least some of that. You know, so he could steal commuters' wallets. But I guess Mr. Esper is behind it all. Seems he's been using a fancy science helmet to tap into Lilith's powers and channel them into making shit float. Or burrow. Okay. Because I guess Lilith now has telekinetic as well as telepathic powers? Good to know. I guess your telas are pretty much interchangeable now. Anyway, Beast Boy and Hawk are off bonding about how they're both kind of butthurt about the fact that they never got asked to join the Titans when they notice that a skyscraper is starting to blast off like a rocket. Guess they owe a certain red-haired lady with telephonic powers an apology. Beast Boy turns into a King Kong-sized ape and tries to hold the building to the ground while Hawk starts evacuating people from it. Lilith, Dove, Bad Hyphen Girl, and Golden Eagle show up to lend a hand, and the ragtag group of scrappy heroes use great teamwork to rescue everyone from the building. Hooray! Then, Lilith concentrates super hard and uses her television powers to keep the building from blasting off. Hooray! So, I guess they could have left all the people inside after all, and that uplifting display of teamwork was kind of a waste of time. Huh. Keeping the building from launching seems to have overexerted Lilith's Teletubby powers, and she passes out into Dove's arms. Much to everyone's surprise, a burly-looking dude in a janitor's uniform shows up and starts yelling at them to leave his fiancée alone. Why, it's everyone's favorite teenage troglodyte, Gnark! Gnark starts acting super possessive and overprotective of Lilith, but in his defense, when he showed up, Dove looked absolutely delighted to find himself in possession of an unconscious lady. Creepy. Gnark is just about to fight everyone when Lilith wakes up and tells him to chill the fuck out. Beast Boy suggests they all take a field trip to the East Coast to compare notes with their Long Island counterparts, and everyone agrees that that sounds like a fine idea. Meanwhile, back on... in? Long Island? Robin, Speedy, Harlequin, Bumblebee, and the Guardian find themselves staring down the barrels of Captain Calamity's bad luck guns. Knowing that if they make any sudden movements, the passengers of the submerged airplane are doomed, the Titans manage to punch, kick, and spit magic bubblegum at Calamity and his henchmen. But they do it without making any sudden movements. Hooray! With the captain safely, and disgustingly, encased in Harlequin's fancy bubblegum, the teens manage to rescue all the would-be hostages from the buried airplane. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Kid Flash and Wonder Girl are arriving back at Titan's secret discotheque headquarters after visiting with Wonder Girl's roommate Sharon. Sharon has just informed them that she's moving to California, and Wendy is thinking about joining her, probably because of the In-N-Out burgers. Wally tells her not to go, and that he wants to date her, but she tells him that's stupid and kind of laughs at him. Ouch. Wally tries to simultaneously laugh along with her and hide his head inside the stupid turtleneck he's wearing. Fortunately, the awkward moment is interrupted by the return of Aqualad! Hooray! Aqualad's back! Man, I know it's only been like one issue, but I sure miss that guy. The other Titans soon arrive home from their triumph over Captain Calamity and greet their returning teammate and ask if he's feeling better. Aqualad explains that his illness was all psychosomatic. It was a manifestation of the fact that he thinks he is lame and stupid and knows he's not as good a superhero as the other Titans. Also, he quits. Wait, what? What the fuck? Fuck you, Rosakis! 
Aqualad's not lame and stupid. He rides a giant narwhal and has sea strength and arms and legs. He can cause underwater tornadoes by twirling his index finger around like he's calling for the DDT. He seduced the Loch Ness Monster into doing his bidding. Sharks help him cheat on Tess, and he probably killed Jim Morrison. He is the Hegelian antithesis of lame and stupid. Speedy doesn't want to hear any of Aqualad's inferiority complex bullshit, and for once, I agree with the boy Bowman. He goes to storm off, but is interrupted by a news report informing the teens that Long Island is floating off into the Atlantic Ocean. Just then, Lilith shows up with all her West Coast super buddies and informs the Titans that it is all her fault. Don't be so hard on yourself, Lilith. It's not all your fault. It's all Bob Rosakis' fault. It's his fault that Aqualad's winning the team again. I'm sorry, I have something in my eye. And joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Corey. Corey, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm doing well. Good. So, what'd you think? I thought this was a delight. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I am so torn on this issue. What are you torn about? Fucking Aqualad! That's some straight-up bullshit! Oh, yeah, I thought you would take issue with that for sure. That, I... Yes, okay, I will agree with you that there was a lot of this issue that I really did enjoy. There was some really good teamwork displayed by both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the East Coast contingent and the West Coast contingent. I thought the art, even though it was still Dodd and Heck, I thought it was a lot better. It's the same artist as last issue, but a different inker, and I think that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. I also like that they like kind of decided on a halfway point between the Harlequin looking like Nancy Reagan and her looking like a, a like still creepy cute pixie lady. Yes, but not as creepy. Not as creepy. Yeah, overall, I think the art was much better, and I, I think switching out Jojiella for Frank Chiaramonte, mm. which I'm sure I'm pronouncing correctly, oh. uh, made a difference. The cover by uh, Rich Buckler, I really enjoyed. You did not like the cover as much as I did. I was impressed at the perspective drawing of it. Like, it's not every day and giant building takes off like a rocket with a bunch of teen superheroes. That is on so top. true. Yeah. That is so true. So, you know, but, uh, kudos for capturing I believe that. you had issue with how derpy uh, Speedy looks. Look at him. I think he looks cool. Okay, not cool. He's Speedy. <laughs> but I don't have a problem with... He has a weird expression on his face, but I, I'm i okay with it. I, I don't think... I think it's a pretty cool cover. I think when you're wearing one of those little eye masks like he wears, that the, the part that shows your eye wouldn't vary in size that much it seems right. crazy right i think it looks less weird to me because i've seen more of that they do that with spider-man all the time they'll have one of his big white eyes like be smaller and one bigger when he's looking quizzically at something uh, like he's raising his eyebrows yeah big. sort of it's, it's kind of that expression although it doesn't make sense that he would be necessarily raising an eyebrow but he's shocked at what's happening i think it works that, fair enough but seriously what the fuck is up with aqualad unexpected yeah, although I fucking should have expected it. And Speedy's response? Speedy's response, I think, is kind of warranted in this case. Mm, at the same time, also an example of the sort of shit that's caused Aqualad to question his worth. Man. No, you know what's he gets caused Aqualad to question his worth? Hmm. Fucking Bob Rosakis. Because that man <laughs> has, like, one pathos button, and it is, oh, inferiority complex. I want to make this character, I focus on a character, I'll give him an inferiority complex. It's like, Mal's doing yeah. okay now, so... Yeah, Mal's over Aqualad. his inferiority complex. Uh, I gave Joker's daughter an inferiority complex for one issue. Um, I never really knew what to do with Aqualad. Let's uh, give him an inferiority complex. 
That's like all you fucking got. That's the one arrow in his quiver. And it's weird, too, because the way in which Aqualad is depicted when he's giving his his speech about feeling lame is, like, kind of the toughest that we've seen him drawn in the most grown-up yeah. ever. Yeah, he looks... It, it, it's funny, because he's Aqualad, to me, he looks like Namor in those pictures. Mm. And it's almost like the old Bill Everett style of drawing him. And, yeah, he looks strong and confident as he's just like, I'm quitting the team because I can never keep up with you. I'm worthless compared to you. Bullshit. Also, if he had a real inferiority complex, I feel like it would manifest itself the way that Speedy's does, which is by him being a dick and overcompensating all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would manifest itself in a psychosomatic illness that kills him. I just, I'm tired of Aqualad getting no respect. Uh, sorry, man. It's, it's not cool, man. It's not cool, I know. All right, we're going to have to put that aside because otherwise we won't be able to talk about anything else this issue and there's some other things to touch on. If you take out those, like, three panels... Yeah. The rest of the rest of the issue it's is It's just is I was enjoyable. looking forward to the triumphant return of Aqualad, <laughs> and this is so far from a triumphant what, return. What noise did you make when he <laughs> gave the reveal? Were, were you just silent, or were you like, ah? I think you I was silent, but inside the noise that I made was probably, Globulb! <laughs> <laughs> Which is an exclamation that Captain Calamity makes when he is covered in bubblegum. And then there's actually a really fun panel where he's just sitting there, glumly covered in bubblegum. He looks like he's just... It just looks gross, because it doesn't look like bubblegum anymore. It's just like, he's sitting sad while there's this film of goo over him, and everyone is standing around him making fun of him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, how do you get that off? And she's... Joker's daughter is like, oh, I never thought of that. (laughs) I thought that was actually pretty cool. Like, that's a nice glib moment for Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like that the West Coast team... Works efficiently together from the very start. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of there being a West Coast team and an East Coast team. I always really like the Avengers West Coast, and I actually wonder if that's where they got the idea for for that mm. is from these comic books because this predates that by several years. Mm-hmm. What about the Midwest? Well, they did a Great Lakes Avengers, which was terrific. Which is actually where Squirrel Girl comes from. Really? And, yeah, <laughs> and and it was like all like super goofus dudes wow um yeah i should reread those squirrel girl squirrel girl is rad if you're not reading squirrel girl you should be that that goes to everybody out there it's a really it's one of the very few new comic books i read with some regularity oh man i did a thing the other day that made me feel like a jerk but it was funny (laughs) (laughs) what did you do it was these squirrels on the balcony there's this balcony off my my office Uh uh-huh and they're out there screwing around being noisy and and very slowly I opened up the blind so I could see what they were doing and they didn't see me and they were like a foot away from the window and so they I opened the blind really fast and it made this big noise and they both went like ah and I thought they fell off the balcony oh did they uh no they landed in the gutter oh of the roof but that must have been pretty funny yeah for a minute though I was like I laughed and then I was like oh my gosh I did just, I just killed two squirrels yeah. yeah no they were fine that's good I remember <laughs> this one time when I was on the phone with you and it was like middle of the afternoon and you gave me a play-by-play. You were just looking out your window and you gave me a play-by-play of a duck fighting a squirrel. Over a piece of bread. Yeah, over a piece of bread. Yeah. And it was riveting. There was a depressing like kind of like office park in some suburb somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I was in this depressing office staring out my window and, and then all just of a like, sudden boom, just like, action. Woo! <laughs> Look at him go. Do you remember who won? Uh, no. Uh, I, 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 actually, I do know who won. 
You. Was it the squirrel? It was you, the viewer. Because, uh, you know, they both gave it their all. They did. Yep. And that's important. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the... I, I was happy to see Gnark come back. It's a weird depiction of Gnark. Is he uh, like a, a laborer of some sort? I don't know. Or he's wearing like a... I was thinking janitor. They never explain it, but he's like wearing a janitor's uniform. And that's strange because the last job that we knew he had was like as kind of a mucky muck in a sociological research mm-hmm. thing. He also was like, was last wearing... time we saw him was like witty and uriodite and... Wearing a big tie. Yeah, wearing wide a tie. big wide tie, <laughs> testifying in court, using all the big words. All of them. And now he is, it is like Rosakis did not read the comic books, read a very brief description of Gnark, and was like, caveman, oh, I know what a caveman is. I've seen the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. I think he uses the Flintstones as research, as character research, and just like, he is a straight-up Fred Flintstone in this. Super controlling, overprotective of Lilith, jealous, although... It's, yeah, I was going to say, like, okay, yeah, sure, he probably overacted, but that look on Dove's face. The look face. on Dove's face, yes! <laughs> I'm so glad you saw that, too. That was creepy as fuck. At first, like, when Lilith kind of passes out onto him and he's, like, holding her hips from behind, he's surprised. And then the next and panel, he's, he's just, just got like, this, like, yeah. <laughs> he's got this grin on his face as, as he's holding Lilith. Like, she has just fallen unconscious into his arms. He's like... Oh, unconscious lady. Yeah, you know, I, it, if I was Gnark, I understand Gnark. I, I Yes, he overreacts and he is being overprotective and he is being a chauvinist. But, yeah, man, get the fuck away from her, Dove. Yeah. You are you are a little creep in that panel. He is being a creeper. Yeah. And really, everyone around is, like, having smiles, but, like, because, like, yay, we did a great job. But mm-hmm. his is not, like, a we did a great no, job he's smile. Like looking at it's her. A like, oh, all right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, very unsettling. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think Gnark's... Like, how did Gnark... I don't know what they're doing with Gnark. But I'm glad to see him again. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seems like a downgrade for him, the way that yeah, he's... Both in terms of character development and in terms of economic position, it would it would appear. Mm-hmm. Um, However, congratulations on the engagement. He and Lilith are, are going to tie the knot, ostensibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. That's that's nice to hear. Also still creepy. I don't know. Maybe the, the, the mommy thing is, is less they of a seem deal. To, yeah, they seemed to not have gone in that direction with it, which is, is a blessing. And instead it's been replaced and with creepy paternalism. And it's just like, yes, yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. Man, those kids. Maybe they're just like super into role-playing. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you know, not less creepy, but that's, like, you know, maybe that's just that's just how they choose to interact. Mm-hmm. Although it's it's weird of him to try to in, engage the group on that level too. It's not. Yeah. No. But as a group overall, the West Coast did some good teamwork stuff. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see Dove uh, actually get to like, and Hank explicitly says like, "Hey, here's an opportunity for you to use your super strength without hitting anybody. This will be great." Mm-hmm. It would seem that there would be more opportunities for that. As he said that, I was just like, oh, yeah, he could do tons of, like, rescue work or, like, just lifting things, like, freeing trapped people. Like, it would seem in any adventure there would be a certain amount of things where, like, super strength and speed would come in handy in a non-combative way that never gets used. Nope. This is the first time we see any evidence of that. No, I mean, usually it's a wait for the cops and firemen. Yeah. 
it's weird. Like, I don't... I have heard people who are unfamiliar with the Teen Titans comics describe Lilith as being like a Jean Grey or a Marvel Girl knockoff. Mm -hmm. Because she's red-haired and she has psychic abilities. And I'd really never seen that. I mean, I get that those two superficial things are in common, but I never saw that. Until now, it looks like they're trying to give her telekinesis. Which seems weird. Mm. I Like, wait, she can just lift buildings? Like, there's always been a certain, like, well, whatever the storyline calls for, her psychic powers can do. This is going a little bit farther than that, I think. Yeah, but the reason that she was able to ground the building was because Mr. Esper in the first place was using her abilities to channel it being lifted, no? Yeah, but how can he channel her abilities with his magic make... whisper microphone amplifier helmet thing? I am very confused with how this whole thing works. So he's got a magic helmet. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's I think it's a science helmet. Okay, so he's got a science helmet. Uh-huh. And he can use it to channel... Tap in. To tap into mm-hmm. Lilith's psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. How does that make things float if her psychic abilities are not to make things float? Ah, touche. Or wait, does he do it with science? That's a good question. Yeah, so she was able to, because he harnessed her the, abilities... To make it float to in the make first place, float. she could reverse it and bring and it back could down reverse to the ground. It. However, even though it makes her pass out and, like, has Dove about to go all Cosby on her. Well... Maybe it's that she doesn't necessarily have inherently the ability to channel her powers in a way that's telekinetic. But he has unlocked that potential that was within her? Perhaps. Hmm. I gotta say... It's all quite confusing. Yeah. But, yeah, I I agree with the raspberry on that. Yeah. But the teamwork that the West Coast... uh, That the East Coast Titans display is terrific, and it looked like it was getting set up that they would all just, like, be a giant cluster... Yeah, clusterfuck. Yep. I I don't know if I've brought this up on the podcast before. Mm. I have a tendency to mix up the phrases clusterfuck and fuckfest. <laughs> clusterfest. <laughs> and they are very different things. <laughs> and I'll say, like, oh, how was work? Oh, man, everybody was trying to do everything at once. It was a real fuckfest. It's like, wait, no, no. It was not a real fuck <laughs> It was the other one. Okay. Yeah. But no, it was uh, like, it's set up that it's going to be a real clusterfuck. Uh-huh. Right? That reminds me of the time was when your eyes were really red. And I was like, whoa, man, your eyes are red. What's wrong? You're like, oh, I was in a cat house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was visiting a friend who had cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and that friend was not, in fact, a series of prostitutes nope. <laughs> that lived together. Nope. Do they live there, or is that just their workplace? I always thought that they lived there. Yeah, it seems like. But I always also assumed that all bands live together because of the monkeys. Mm. Well, probably a lot of them do when they're starting out. I know the Grateful Dead did. Mm. All right. This checks out. <laughs> that settles it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, it's set up that it's going to be a real fuck fest with these guys. <laughs> a real cluster fest. Yeah, it's going to be, yes. A real fuck fuck. A real what? So, cluster fuck, fuck fest. Right. If you're transposing those, one of them just gets a double fuck, right? 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, real fuck fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it was going to be a real fuck fuck between oh, these... Uh, double F. Everybody trying to do their superhero thing all at the same time. Right. But, no, it, it's they all just did a specialized thing, and it was like almost they had a psychic rapport. Just their teamwork is really coming together. Mm-hmm. And they all ended up taking out a different guy and working really nicely together. Although, some of their reasoning was a little bit circumspect. Uh, I believe Robin said, like... Well, there's. It'll be too suspicious <laughs> if I reach for my belt. Guess I'd better rely on good old acrobatics. I was like, wait a minute. So you think it will draw too much attention if you reach surreptitiously reach for a pouch at your side, but not if you just go into a full-on flying kick? Yep, I had the same read. On yeah, in the same. Chuckle. It's like, dude, you just want to do acrobatics. It's okay. And also Bumblebee too. Like, who whose character I think is great. Though this whole like her understanding of the science of vibration is yeah is really good yeah mine is not but I suspect it's just not possible to vibrate your costume wings in such a way that it does all these action at a distance type things. Mm, what if they were going really fast? Or or Corey? Hmm. What if she's using science? Mmm, I hadn't thought of that. Ah, it's probably science. Okay. The other thing that she does, though, is a sweet-ass double punch, where she punches two people at the same time, like, as though she were standing up quickly and saying, Yay! Yeah, that was awesome. It's really cool. Yep. And yeah, just everybody just does their thing, yeah. Mal throws a shield out of a hole. Right. Speedy's is another one where it was just like, there, I can't reach for an arrow and fire it, but there's more than one way to use a bow. And so he just, like, throws a bow at mm-hmm. a guy and it trips him. Which, also not in keeping with his abilities. No. Whatsoever. No. But, it's still really cool. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if Aqualad did something. Well, How can he think he's worthless? He's like, uh, he's fucking super strong and he can command telepathically command fish. I think it's a Rosaka's thing too because in granted throughout the series he has not really had as much time to shine as the rest right. of the Titans but when he does it's pretty badass yeah. and he's saving the day a couple times. Yeah and he does some great punches mm-hmm. leaps out of the water and punches. Yeah I remember that. You know what he hasn't done in a long time? Hmm. Telepathically commanded any fish. Yeah, that's he, he should, should do, that. do that. Like the first issue, like the first, like back in Brave and the Bold fifty six. Ah, God, do you remember when we did that? No, that was a great time. That was the very first issue we covered. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, over a year. Yeah, but he shows up like just riding on this giant fish, yep. like this giant skate, actually, and like both Kid Flash and Robin are just being like, "Oh man, I'll never be as cool as him." Mm-hmm. And that's right, you guys, you won't. When we do go forward and start doing the new Teen Titans, which I think we will, I think we're going to alternate it with something else, and I have some further ideas I need to discuss you about what. Mm. But I think instead of who was your favorite Titan, I think we should do a two-part one. I think we should say, who was this episode's Aqualad, and who was this episode's Speedy? (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) So, the best and the worst, because I don't think either of them are in the new Teen Titans. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't remember what I was talking. Oh yeah, I was just, just pissed off. Again. Yeah, stuff. oh man. Yeah, it doesn't check out. I think it's it's a lazy writing. So what is the is Captain Calamity a lackey of Mister Esper? It is still unclear. The Titans East Coast seem to be like 
Oh, it turns out he didn't have anything to do with that. It's like, well, that's a pretty big coincidence if a costume supervillain shows up right when shit starts floating and robbing people. Like, I don't think they're unrelated, but they also don't seem to, like, be questioning him or anything. It's 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 odd, and I hope that they resolve it, because otherwise it will just bug me if they leave it undone. Yeah, and well, I don't know why they don't just ask him. Like, he's sitting there fucking being glum as fuck inside his bubblegum placenta. Like, <laughs> just say, like, hey, dude, you want out of that bubblegum? Maybe tell us what the fuck. So, and what does that taste like? Because she does, Duella does mention, she's like, this does not taste good, but no. it will trap bad guys. Yeah. I think she's like, I think it's just nothing special. I think it probably tastes like that nasty crumbly gum that you got in, like, baseball cards and shit. Oh. Or, like, Bazooka Joe after... Yeah, you are talking to the exact wrong person to be asking any of these questions oh, to, because You're as you know, hater. I have never in my life chewed bubblegum, mm. like not even once. It freaks me out. So I would suspect that it tastes bad, but I don't really have anything to compare it to. That's I have good. heard that that nasty crumbly gum from uh, mm -hmm. old uh, baseball cards or, you know, That's... WWF cards or whatever you That's have. It's not that um, exciting. Yeah. Uh, so I think she just means it's nothing special like that. I don't think it tastes like the bubblegum placenta that it looks like yeah, later. I hope not. Which, yeah. Sorry I brought that phrase up. That, that's not... That's uh, unpleasant. Yeah. you have any other questions about what's going on here? I was trying to find, like, they they, re they have another reporter, and I was like, oh, is this another Rosakis Easter egg? There's a guy named Roy Gales, and I couldn't find anything on him. Hmm. But it seemed like it might have been a thing. Mm -hmm. I know they brought Martha Roberts back, and I think she was the doll girl. She was in another mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. panel. There is also, okay, there is one other thing. <laughs> There's a scene. It's the scene where all of the Titans are pitching in, and they're doing their parts. And you see that Golden Eagle is rescuing the people from the top floor of the building. Mm -hmm. Hawk and Dove are holding the zip lines in place so that people can slide down. Mm-hmm. To office guy, yeah, I like I like office guys of planning out. Yeah, no, that was that was fun, and of course you got Beast Boy turning into a giant gorilla, holding the whole building in place, mm -hmm. and Lilith is apparently gyrating. <laughs> hmm? Everybody's doing their part, and apparently Lilith's part is like there's just this scene where like maybe she's concentrating on something and trying to have some telepathy at the people, but I don't think she is. Mm -hmm. It just really looks like she's like, well, I'm going back to everybody's doing my their part. My part is dancing in a cage like it was when the Titans first met me and they all thought I was Asian for some reason. I kind of think of her as, you remember the character Jan Janice from the Muppets? Yeah. From Dr. Tiffany oh, Electric Mayhem? Yeah. I think she would just be, be like, oh no, oh no, everything's ungroovy. Yeah, that's kind of what was happening. <laughs> I like that too. I think she's just gyrating, though. I also did want to bring up uh, Beast Boy in this issue. Hmm. I had mentioned in the last issue that later on Beast Boy stops being drawn as a guy who can turn into any animal, but the animal will have a green head and a bad toupee, mm -hmm. and he will just can turn into any animal, but the animal will be green. I did not know that was going to start this issue. Mm -hmm. There's no segue from it. There's no explanation of it. Mm -hmm. He's just... Now it's different. Now we don't have the Trump hair on everybody, and I kind of miss it. Uh, the eagle kind of had Trump hair. And also, I'm a little bummed I didn't get to see him as a giant bear fight Gnark. 
ah, it looked like that was going to go down. Uh-huh. And also, Ganark was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll fight a bear. We'll fucking go. Yeah. He is not a Freddy cat. No, he's <laughs> not a Freddy is cat. Very That's brave. true. Ganark is, is perhaps the bravest of all Titans. Mm. Having to deal with that kind of time displacement, that oh. is... That's rough. Yeah. And he he's done, I think, overall an admirable job, although there has definitely been some backsliding. Mm. I like Beast Boy's mask, too. I wish he still wore his mask. I don't know why he would wear a mask. He's green. Like, he's the green-skinned guy who can turn into animals. Yeah. And he has a job on national television as a green-skinned guy who can Mm -hmm. turn into animals. I think putting a, like, half Batman... or It's more of a Wolverine-style mask on top of that is not doing a hell of a lot to disguise him. That's the way that masks work in the DCU, though. Masks, mask technology is fucking on point in the DCU. Mm-hmm. Even the little half mask, even the little domino mask. Yeah, full disguise. Takes. It's all it takes. Is everybody in the DCU just idiots, or do they just have like that no facial recognition thing, like that Oliver Sacks book, the man who mistook his wife for a hat? Maybe that would actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Could okay. Be. I wonder if everybody just has to keep copious notes with them all the time so they can recognize anybody else. Holy shit. Did you hear that thing on the radio today about um, people that don't have any proprioception? Like, they lose the ability of their body, their body's ability to communicate with the brain about where it is in space. So no. they have to relearn how to fucking walk and, like, use a spoon oh, and that do kind all of space. this stuff. Yeah, I thought you went where it is in space. Like, am I on Neptune? Oh, yeah. No, that's less common. But oh, that would suck. I would not care for that. Mm-hmm. They talked to Oliver Sacks on the show. That's what made me think of it. Oh, how did they do that? He's dead. They talked to a guy. That did, did, was they, did they make an Oliver Sacks hologram? I know they made a Dio hologram this week. Did they? Yeah. Oh man, Tupac has started a dude a thing. Is fucking Oliver Sacks. Tupac and Dio going to be at Coachella this year? Maybe it was an old... Because <laughs> I would fucking love it if that super group came together. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make some calls after this podcast. See yeah. What we can, see what we can see. Yeah. Okay, so what was your favorite dialogue? It will not surprise you to know that it was the pun that the <laughs> dynamic duo Bumblebee and Mal made. <sighs> I love those guys. Yeah. Which of their puns did you decide upon? I just took I just took the three you as, just took as, it off. as a series. Okay. Uh, Let's um, hear it. So it's a bumblebee is, uh, there's a close-up of her foot tripping a guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then he, he falls down a hole and falls past Mal. Sure. And so while this is happening, she says, have a nice trip. See you next fall. Yeah. And as he goes... Past Mal, Mal says, nice of you to drop in. Yeah. Wah, wah. Pretty great. My favorite was Captain Calamity. Mm-hmm. As he is being placed in his bubblegum placenta. <laughs> exclaiming, Globulb! <laughs> it just sounds like what's happening to him is so gross. Like, it's, it's seems all the so way unpleasant. Just the word, yeah. Globulb! Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right, so what was your favorite panel? There was a few to choose from in yeah. this one. There was, a, yeah, I think there was some good. Yeah, there were some artwork. I think uh, my first choice is is Beast Boy is the gorilla holding down 
the uh, the whole building. Right, and that's got the insert of mm-hmm. Lilith gyrating, yeah, exactly. Golden Eagle rescuing, yep. and Hawk and Dove rescuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, that, that was one of mine as well. Uh, I also had the corresponding piece, all of the East Coast Titans, when they all do, it's the full splash page of mm-hmm. them all doing their... Super their thing work. together and specifically in that of karen doing the double punch mm-hmm. yeah yeah that one was awesome it's really cool yep uh i had another one that didn't really stand out as much but the way that it was drawn kind of cracked me up and it was on page two and it's uh beast boy eating a, a cheeseburger and being like really incredulous about what <laughs> lilith is, is talking about and it just it cracked me up the way he's just like looking at her and holding this burger and he's like no way man like bullshit there is something about the way he's holding the burger it's like he doesn't know how to eat a burger too mm-hmm. yeah he's holding it like it's a candy bar no i get that and also i kind of identify with him a little bit because she's like well i knew that building was gonna or i i knew that that ship was gonna take off and he has no reason to believe that because she showed up after it had taken off and said i knew that was gonna happen exactly and i was like yeah i get your incredulity beast boy although i think he is also maybe a little bit salty against titans in general because they never let him join in the first place Mm -hmm. which he does bring up and also Mm -hmm. hawk says well, the, uh, he's like, hey, how come you aren't hanging out with the Titans? You used to be a Titan, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, Huck's like, well, they, they never called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. They kind of bonded on that, yeah. too. And, like, Beast Boy is like the, like a little brother, kind of like, 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 oh, this guy's being a dick. I'll be a dick, too. Right. Yeah, no, it's cute. I also like uh, Beast Boy's uniform. I think it's his officer's uniform from, from Space Trek 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then he just puts the mask on over him. God, he's <laughs> only makes it an even worse disguise. It's the worst. Yeah. It looks good, though. I think it looks real good. Yep. Yeah. The, the other panel that I had that was, I think, my favorite is the very first panel. And there's a couple of things going on in it. I really like, it looks like all of the West Coast Teen Titans are just kind of hanging out in, like, a fast food place together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like the idea of it's like, yeah, they don't have a headquarters. They're just going to go and sit down in like a food court in a mall or something. Mm-hmm. Like teenagers um, do. Yeah. And it's nice to see them like kind of acting like teenagers because they're the teen titans, mm-hmm. you know? Even though, you know, Ganark and Lilith are engaged, I guess. And there's also an inset in there of the East Coast Teen Titans, and it looks like it's maybe their Christmas card or something. Because mm. it's like an inset of them just all posing together, like looking at the camera. And. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I, I, I liked that panel a lot. Mm-hmm. So, who's your favorite Titan? Bumblebee. Me too. <laughs> double punch. Making uh, puns. Yep, puns and double punch. Yep, that's, that's, that's the deal. Unbeatable combination. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great minds think alike. <laughs> that's an unsatisfying noise. When it you is. click cans together, it's... it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of things I did want to bring up. I mentioned on the last issue that a correspondent friend of the show martin gray wrote to us and told us about a conversation he had with carol strickland Mm -hmm. uh in which she talked about how she basically was like hey you should do this bring back that girl change her name to bet and they totally did and rosak has never responded to her Mm -hmm. i actually got a i actually got an email or a message from carol strickland uh Mm -hmm. And she had more information on that. Unfortunately, she didn't give me any great ideas to steal, which is oh. kind of a shame. You guys should totally give me some great ideas. I'll steal them. He will, though. Oh, it's true. But she also brought up the fact that it's like, it wasn't just that. I also suggested that she be a tennis, a pro tennis player. So it's like, 
There is no way that it is coincidence. It is. Wow. He absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. He never responded to the letter. They never printed the letter. It's just like, oh, this month. Oh, I guess. I guess I slept, my idea is I famous. I slept in too late. Um, I stole somebody's letter. It kind of makes me wonder, though, if like that's what was happening in some of the scripts where it really did seem just like, oh, this story doesn't hold together. There's all these different elements coming at it. And like... Is that just like is just that just like a bunch of different letters. letters where he's just like <laughs> somebody was like give Mal a guardian costume he's like okay it's if he was like just reading letters as though they were dictation it's like okay give Mal the guardian costume checks like take the guardian costume away okay that's gone mm-hmm. um, name it change his name to Hornblower I don't think anybody suggested that I think the Hornblower thing was his idea mm-hmm. but he took the costume that uh, Dave Elier suggested and mm-hmm. which would have been. It would have made so much sense, more sense if he had changed his name to Ares. Also, we have completely gotten away from the, the back storyline. <laughs> oh, man. If you guys haven't listened to... Uh, on today's Culture Corner... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to recommend Harvey Sid Fisher's Songs About... <laughs> the Signs of the Zodiac. Yes. Harvey Sid Fisher's Songs About the Signs of the Zodiac. They are fucking delightful. Look up the YouTube videos of it, or... Better yet, do what my friend Lee did, which is send away for the VHS tape. I bet you still can. He seems like a still sending away VHS tape. He's got a box of those things somewhere. They are amazing. He has a totally flat voice, but he sets himself up like a Frank Sinatra-style crooner, Mm -hmm. sings songs about the different signs of the Zodiac, and then there will be one of like three or four different women that are in the background that do interpretive dances of the songs he is singing. Mm Mm-hmm. The one about Aries is really great. I am, I am, I am the ram. I know how to show my ego. I am, I am the ram. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that could have been mouth theme music. That would have gone with the outfit so well. Oh, yeah. One for all and all for me, please. I am Aries. So good. Seriously, guys, check out Harvey Sid Fisher. He's terrific. Mm-hmm. Moon child. <laughs> he de- de- we, we could, <laughs> Corey, we'll just be here singing Harvey Sid okay. Fisher's catalog all day. Sorry. Maybe that's the next podcast we can start. <laughs> we can alternate episodes of New Teen Titans with us singing Harvey Sid yeah, Fisher's Yeah, people song. will love it. Who wouldn't love that? Everybody will love it. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> Oh, and several of you informed me that the catchphrase that we have been forgetting about is, of course, enjoy, enjoy. Ah. Which is from the issue six, which was where Beast Boy first showed up. Yes, yes. How could I forget? How I don't could we know. forget? Forgetting about things like that is like a pie made out of steel. Not I good. do not like it. Nope. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been <laughs> a delight, except for the fucking parts where Aqualad got short shrift. Indeed. Boo. Not my favorite. Not enjoy. (laughs) Disenjoy. Not enjoy. (laughs) Not enjoy. If you would like to get in touch with us, please do so at ttwasteland at gmail.com or on our Facebook page or on our Tumblr page, which is ttwasteland at tumblr.com. How does that work? I think that's right. Yeah, something like that. ttwasteland.tumblr.com. It's something. Yeah, you can find it. You know how the things work. And last week I was really mostly joking. 
when I said people should go make me an Instagram page and a Twitter feed because I was too lazy. Uh, Matthew Birdsay, uh, whose name I am almost certainly mispronouncing, went ahead and made me made us a Twitter feed. So I'm learning to use Twitter, and I've got some things up on that. But uh, you can read that at at ttwasteland underscore on Twitter. So yeah, you can follow us there. And I, I posted the the Hulk song from the 60s cartoon because uh, I talked about that in the intro <laughs> to last uh, week's episode. I've just punched himself in the head, you well, guys. Well, I was mispronouncing things. It's the only way to get a reset on this darn device. <laughs> <laughs> and I posted some footage of the pro wrestler Rick the Model Martel, which I also talked about mm. in the synopsis of the last episode. So yeah, I'll be putting some dumb stuff up on Twitter. I'm still figuring out how to use it. But, uh, yeah, you should follow me if you feel like it. And thank you so much, Matthew. That is very flattering that you did that. And also, especially in light of looking at the other things that you have followed on Twitter, is like, oh, shit, these are all podcasts I listen to. Like, the fact that you like both the Maximum Fun stuff and, like, My Brother, My Brother and Me and this podcast makes me feel really good about myself. So we're in good company, though. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Matthew. I I really appreciate that. Anyway, enough of this. I'm busy. You're busy. Enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy. Peace and farewell. I got to live another day. Another hour, Corey. I'd like to say day. (laughs) Okay, you can say day, but it's it's another hour. If you're you're going to misquote him, you're going to go ahead and give Aqualad another inferiority complex. Don't put that on me. That's Rosanna. Okay, fine. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Bye.